0: Donna.
1: okay Donna we're set to go okay hold on all right okay y- y'all ready Ernie yeah cool. just gonna get your reaction to where we're going and all that okay and I- we'll just pick it up as we go okay so we'll start in three two one Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. We have a terrific segment for you here with freedomsphoenix.com, Ernie Hancock, and we'll be joining Ernie in just a moment, but first I want to let you know who brings this show and makes it possible to you. Preparewithdave.com, the very best in storable food, no GMOs, no glyphosates, two different carrying bags you can bug out, you can store it, best pricing, best quality, preparewithdave.com, and if you have food, you need water. And we go with the Alexa Pure Pro, and I'll tell you, it's the best that's out there, the Alexa Pure Pro. We categorize it as waterwithdave.com. And you want to go there, and I'll tell you why. 218 million of you have chromium 6 in your water, that's cancer causing agents. You have pharmaceuticals, you have lead. You need to clean your water, and you can bug out with this too, and you can clean the standing water as you go. Go to waterwithdave.com. That's who makes this segment possible. Now, we're really excited to have Ernie on, and let me give by way of introduction, and Ernie's been on before, but I just want to make sure that we have a real clear starting point. Freedoms Phoenix is one of those groups... I think it's probably the best, most active group in America, the, the dissident anti-establishment group. They have coined phrases like, still voting, LOL. We're going to talk about that tonight. End uh, the Fed, that movement started here with Ernie and his group. And, of course, uh, the Revolution with Ron Paul. Very innovative, very creative. And when we talk about the impact of what's going on in the events surrounding the upcoming midterm elections. I could think of nobody better, more qualified to address this issue than freedomsphoenix.com's Ernie Hancock. Ernie, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us.
0: My pleasure. It's always good to talk to you, Dave. Oh, it's.
1: uh, I'll tell you, Ernie, when we started talking about 15 years ago and we got to know each other, if you'd have told me we were going to be doing and covering the things we're covering right now, I would have said, no way. I, I wouldn't have believed it. But we are where we are, and I just want to get your opinion on how you assess the current state of America, the pitfalls, the dangers, what people should know.
0: Uh, we are learning. <laughs> We're getting <coughs> educated, that's for sure. The, um, You know, it's a good time to bring up this. We just had, uh, over the weekend, we had a lot of good stories up, uh, kind of what's coming. This Monday night, Frontline's doing a story on... The Facebook Dilemma. It's going to be Monday and Tuesday, a two day frontline PBS special that uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching. But it's stuff that we've been planning on. I want to talk to you about something. Your audience may want to know this. Um, there's a new technology that's coming. It's called inter- Interplanetary File Sharing, I think, IPFS. <laughs> and what it is is that uh, it's just a, a parallel internet that uh, the way we anticipated the internet was going to be with the BBSs, the bulletin boards and so on in the early 90s before the World Wide Web. And uh, we're making the transition to our own interplanetary file sharing uh, servers that we replicate around the world. And all of our content is going on there. Uh, James Corbett, The Corbett Report, uh, Tragedy and Hope, Richard Grove, uh, Luke Radowski, We Are Change, to where you have all your content on servers that can't be uh censored or taken down and they're noted kind of like uh, crypto is you know blockchain technology so that um we put all of dave hodges's stuff up there and it never ever goes away and it can't be censored so we've been on the leading edge of that we've been preparing for that for the past couple of years and it's just now starting to come online the next um bottleneck is going to be the ISPs themselves, you know, like uh, AT&T and Cox and CenturyLink and that kind of stuff, because they're going to, oh, you're not allowed to share ones and zeros that we can't control. And um, uh, the technology is getting to the point to where the people are going to be the Internet themselves. And with satellite communication, that allows the ones and zeros to bypass the ISPs. This is what has got the, the bad guys running scared is that we're just, and we're gone. You know, the, there's a, a, a technology of perfection nearing completion and just in time for our disappearance. And there's this uh, Facebook special that Frontline is putting on is telling you just how manipulated and controlled we all are. Well, this is something we've been screaming for years. And uh, I it became obvious to me back in 2009, and it was after... You know, the uh, 2008 election and the Ron Paul revolution that you were talking about. And um, they, they, them, those, they always go, they, who are they, you conspiracist? There are those that just want to be left alone and those that just won't leave them alone. <laughs> but uh, we're taking care of business here. And I'm, I'm, as dark as it gets, I'm very optimistic about what's coming. And uh, I know you're going to be a big part of that. So I'm – all the bad news, there's a lot of things going on, and we've been busy here of late, I'm sure we'll get into, but I'm um, I'm relatively excited because it, it had to go through this. We had to, you know, get to the police state so we could leave, you know, and so many people didn't really understand what was possible and how much you could be manipulated until – and this election is not going to be any different, that's how come, like you're saying – you're still voting? <laughs> you know, if you think voting is going to make you free, you haven't been paying attention. So that's how come we're so um, um, positive on technology, being able to decentralize our lives down to the individual. I mean, the individual is going to be able to... Wayne's World, Wayne's World. I remember... Do you remember the movie Wayne's World, you know, back Very in well. the 80s? Yeah. well, they it, the, the whole concept is they were broadcasting from their their, I don't know, grandma's basement on uh, cable access and so on. They were just, you know, having uh, bypass in the system. But uh, that concept uh, really stuck in my mind in a lot of people's. And as technology has grown, like Freedom's Phoenix, uh, you mentioned, we um, had that concept in 96. And it wasn't until I, we didn't pull the trigger until 2005 when video hit the Internet. And a lot of people were saying, oh, that will never happen. The bandwidth would be too much. Oh, my goodness. You're dreaming. I'm like, yeah, right up until it happens. And now we're looking at satellite communication that's going to, within the next few years, you're going to, you know, like Elon Musk is putting up 4,300 satellites that's going to connect the world. And there's a bunch of competition with them. And when that happens, it's going to be very difficult when you have a worldwide internet and half the planet is not even on the internet and all of a sudden everybody is going to be broadband you're going to have you know kids in the congo selling you know to kids in uh, amazon with hour uh, anywhere on the planet something shipped with you know the bfr rockets i mean it's just it's amazing what's coming but they have to get us under their control they have to data mine everyone they have to already know what you want what you're going to do before you do and the artificial intelligence that's coming out, sooner or later, it's going to be available to us. In fact, oh, here's a good um, tidbit. Tim Berners-Lee, that invented the World Wide Web, uh, just came out in the last month with, uh, we're, oh, it's bad, and what we did. They took our baby and screwed with it, and Google and Facebook are bad, and we're going totally decentralized. Now, this uh, effort that they're doing is coming out of MIT, so I'm not feeling any better about that. But uh they recognize that uh what has happened to the internet now is not good, so even those that created it from the beginning, they're starting to offer these decentralized solutions that can't be censored or controlled but and surveilled but there's already competition that's coming out from the crypto world, the blockchain technology so I've been covering this for a long time, you know for years, got kind of a decade and it's uh, coming to fruition right, not later. So that's what gives me a lot of hope. But, man, the economy and stuff, it's going to get bad. But out of that, that was the whole point of Freedom's Phoenix. It was the rise of the Phoenix, freedom coming from the ashes of Lady Liberty's torch. Well, you got to have the ashes before you can get the Phoenix. So we have been planning for this for, God, you know, a decade and a half. And uh, you know me for a long time. This is where I've been putting my emphasis, and here it comes.
1: Oh, I know it's coming. Now, here's the deal, Ernie. You, You talked about something that I am only very vaguely familiar with, and I wouldn't know how to operate it, how to access it. And I think you're in a unique position to be a trendsetter in this and educate people on things like interplanetary file sharing. Do you have any plans to do that?
0: That's the whole point. That's what we're. See, everything that I've done is not just for us. We've always been, you know, trailblazers as a service to everyone else. You know, see, I, I realized a long time, I've been doing this 30 years since uh, the late 80s. And my whole thing was I knew that I couldn't be free unless I advocated it for everyone. And that's what we're doing. We're trying to, we're, we, tip of the spear, we are the first to have online magazines, you know, the first to have. Interactive with the internet Physical newspapers With QR codes As hyperlinks So at Denny's You can sit there Read the paper And interact with your tablet Or phone, smartphone With the internet And it's just it, This technology We wanted to demonstrate it And then other people Take it and run with it And uh, uh, it's been so satisfying For us to see How a lot of the things That we advocate Certainly with the young minds They don't know any different They, they think that you know, these coders, they get uh, Venture cap. We go to these different seminars and festivals and um, conferences and so on, and you can see them. They're the suits going around looking for the 17-year-old that's going to code everything for them. And you give them, uh, you know, a BMW and a Babe, and, man, they're all over it, and they don't even understand what they're doing or why. Well, that's why we created PiratesWithoutBorders.com. Now, Pirates Without Borders, if you go there, you'll see – the letters of Captain Mark, as in Mark and Reprisal, you know, the Neo and Trinity characters. And we're up to a dozen letters on this, and uh, we have a book now. You go, Letters of Mark, you know, Mark Deplume is the author, and on Amazon, and you can get the book. It's a 48 page book, and we keep updating the file and changing it, and it's uh, new. About every time you check, you get a new book. But it is um, uh, demonstrating the capacity for us to be able to share with people this very thing that you're talking about. Because we're going, look, it, you know, we're not going to fix the world. We're going to demonstrate how it can be fixed and blaze a trail for people like you. So I invite you, this is what's happening. Our IT department is, has already created the first servers that uh, will house all this data that can never go away. Well, we can add the files, and we're doing the code now to where you have your hard drive of all your stuff. And it goes up there forever and always, and it never goes away. And then it nodes, it syncs up with other servers around the world. And when somebody requests an individual file, IPFS servers that are near them cache it from these seed computers that you have what they call pinned files so they never go away. And then they go up, and the popular shows stay there. But over time, if they're not used a lot, they start to go, like older shows and so on. Well, they come off. Well, that's why we have to have PEN servers that they never go away. So any popular one or even a not popular file will go up and then it replicates. So the more popular shows or files are replicated and it scales. It gets faster, not slower. So the more people download something, the more servers that have it, the faster it serves. This is a totally different uh, model than what the big... Server houses do or even we have server farms with uh, we have a couple hundred thousand articles up there over the last 15 years our files got I think it's over six seven hundred gigs so we're you know but with a two terabyte drive you know that's nothing you put a bunch of people on it and you have it there forever and if they kick in the door and take that it doesn't matter because it's replicated all across the planet anyway this bypasses censorship and it makes it scale so I don't know what the bad guys are going to do other than try and block ISPs or you're not allowed to get that. Well, here comes the satellite. So within, it's going to be, you know, I'm trying, I'm hedging my bet here by saying three years. I think it's going to be faster. So this is, this is going to change everything because it's all about information. I encourage your audience to watch the frontline piece. that's coming out tomorrow and Tuesday.
1: What kind of approach do you anticipate they're going to take on this frontline piece with regard to Facebook, because i, I got to believe they're not going to buck the establishment too much.
0: Um, the main thing that they're, uh, we have, if you go to FreemansPhoenix.com now, uh, maybe towards the bottom of the page, we've had a lot of stories we just put up, but uh, we put like 50, 70 a day. I mean, it's amazing. But the um, there is a gentleman that has been warning this for a long time. He was part of the beginning of the internet in the 70s and 80s, and there's, uh, as I was searching around, you know, does anybody else see this? Uh, heck, yeah. There's a whole bunch of people that understood what the fundamental problem was. It was collectivization. It was centralization of data and its control. Frontline, they've gotten uh, the privacy guys that were in charge of privacy of Facebook that have left. There there are a lot of people are abandoning the ship. They're, Google's providing all of this censorship of data for China, and you know that's coming here. And, what they found out is that um, uh, Facebook saw that their revenue was greatly increased with them selling individual data. They, didn't, they weren't so much about whether you – nobody cares how much beer you drank in college or stupid photos you had. What they really wanted was where you spent your money and how they could market you and, you know, uh, manipulate you and get you – and that was the one thing that was scary to a lot of these guys is that they started to realize – how much we were being manipulated into supporting one idea or candidate or whatever over another. And we're not really the human. That was one thing we had in the, um, one of the letters of captain Mark number three, we were talking about uh, pirate communications when we're under constant surveillance, especially when you know it, um, it, it alters your behavior. It turns you into something just by knowing you're being surveilled. Sure. Well, I'm, I, and they, uh, one of the lines, it says, um, they've uh, seized all our data and denied us access. So we it's our data. You know, it's our information, but we're not allowed access to our data. And it's all the free services that you get. And I totally agree. I agree, I agree, I totally agree. In the anal probe of I agree, okay? But the, um, uh, what comes with that free service is manipulation. They, what you buy, what opinions you have. And that's what this entire battle is about And what you bring to it Is just the general public opinion And that opinion they want to alter In such a way that uh, To benefit them, not us Today I was asked uh, Because of this I'm sure we'll (coughs) into this McSally Cinema thing here And um, uh, I've been asked to do A lot of interviews When our uh, uh, show that I did Back when I First week in radio in 2003 It was February 14th, I interviewed Kirsten Cinema, and in that, uh, CNN called me a couple weeks ago, and they were just on it. They wanted to have access to the uh, file that, of that show that I had referenced in one of my articles from 12 that they found, and uh, and because we're making this server change, that link was broken, and they, they got to have it. Man, they needed to have it. Well, out of that came uh, the McSally's rant against cinema for being a traitor for saying, Yeah, join the Taliban or whatever. Well, the real truth of that, you know, is probably not as sexy, but uh I did a progressive radio station today and the only reason I did I've been getting a lot of requests, is because the general manager of that station used to be my board op back in two thousand and four. And uh I remember when he was a young guy going to Phoenix College here and um uh, I go, all right, for Kaja, you know, I'll, I'll do this. I'll go down and talk to you guys. But you bet you can do it, edit it, whatever you want, which they're going to do. But I get the full uh, file of the show that we did. And I go, I'm not, I'm walking out the door, man. That That's the agreement. You know, I, you guys keep hemming and hawing. Yeah, we can kind of sort of almost maybe probably promise. I go, no. I, you know, I, I here's my USB memory stick. I put it in there. What program you use? Uh, Adobe Audacity? Got that. Boom. Put that file in there, and I get it. Well, I got right here in my hand. So when they do something stupid, and they try and make it right before the election, well, will it have an impact on the election? Yay, I don't care. My thing is, is that after this election, we'll go from that story, and I'll go, this is how they manipulated you. This is what they said, what both sides did. You can't trust any of them, and these are the guys that are lying to you. In the future... <laughs> One thing that we always <coughs> emphasize on my show, Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock, the dot uh, com, all of that has been uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. So I want people to understand, you know, like, and then, you know, all this culmination of everything that we've been doing, all of a sudden I'm starting to see the lamestream media, the media so last century, are now doing shows going, look, man, you've been lied to and manipulated. I'm like... Yeah, after everybody already knows it. <laughs> so it's always not news. It's a spin on the olds. That's what they always do. It's always about public opinion, and that's where you come in. You have a big influence. We put all your stuff up on Phoenix, and they're very popular shows because people want to know the truth. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking people are going to start getting It's going to get ugly. It's going to get bad. The economy is going to have major problems for a lot of people. But that's when they're motivated to know the truth. Well, the truth is, and that credibility that people have, that's what's going to be the difference. There's a large network that I've been negotiating with. They want us to go on, and this has just been over the last couple of weeks. We've been negotiating with them. And uh, um, I still start because it's on Terran stations on traditional broadcast that – you know, you got to do this. You can't do that, and I just already feel uncomfortable. I mean, Oof. it'd be a big boon, but I'm just, yeah, I'm really hesitant to pull the trigger on this. If they're going to control the the style that we use, you know, the clips that I want to use, the you know the the movie clips, the music clips, because that's where it starts. Well, no, you can't do that. MPAA, MPAA's own the copyright of the guy. I'm going. Yeah, I understand, but over on the IPFS, I don't have to worry about that. So, do I want to limit myself? I mean, I could do double shows and change the i 'm just i 'm increasing it was a really good opportunity, and that we may still do it but i 'm feeling uncomfortable about it and i don 't feel that traditional radio is going to be the future i just don 't no
1: no 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 no, no. it 's ernie it 's absolutely not going to be uh, we 've jumped to podcast we 're on megaphone dot fm people can listen to our archives and download them through all the traditional ways you know itunes google play spotify and so forth and we made a determination about six months ago that although we do have a terrestrial uh, uh, presence that we don't think that's where it's at now no offense to our home station at kyah but we think that podcasting is the future because this is where the younger generation is going to take it
0: yeah and it's not because it's different, it's because there's freedom in the black, Exactly. That's where we, tend, yep. we tend
1: to go that's exactly right, and that's how we see it too And uh, although I do think you need to maintain a presence on both, because I'll tell you, our podcasting is kind of like the flip side of our YouTube, but our YouTube, we get so tired of the shadow banning, we get so tired of being demonetized for nothing, that the presence that we want to be on is the podcasting, but we still will maintain a YouTube presence as long as we're allowed and I think that we should do the same thing with radio I don't know if you agree with that or not but I do think we need a radio well, appearance this
0: is, well this is what we did um, when I saw it was 9-10 that uh, YouTube we used to post our stuff on YouTube it was popular and then they oh I heard 7 seconds of Led Zeppelin you're mm. not allowed and we're going go, you know, I'm done I, you know, I'm not playing this game and we went on, you know, other... uh where Now we do our video streaming and such on the D-Tube. Well, uh, it's on these IPFS servers. And once I understood how it worked, I'm going, wow, you mean we could do this and this and this and make it this way? So that's where we started uh focusing our time. Not because it had a bigger audience, but because it could have a bigger audience that wasn't censored or surveilled. And I... And you just have to have faith in freedom. It's freedom's Phoenix. I'm going, when this happens, and everybody starts to realize, I'm, I'm tired of being surveilled. I'm tired of being denied access to stuff I want. I'm tired of going in and it's taken off. I'm tired of the people that I support the most are being shadow banned and targeted and deleted and all. And then when Facebook did the 800 shows, many of those were uh, people that we support, You know, people that I know that have rock solid, great shows. And it wasn't for anything other than content. You know, it's, um, uh, God forbid, you go up against the uh, pharma. I mean, it's all the traditional guys. You go up against uh, the uh, uh, pharma industry and vaccines or health food or uh, anything that's going to empower the individual. And they go, nope, 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 not allowed. And some, whatever they consider conspiracy or the social justice warrior stuff or what, that's, that's going to... You know, Wayne, man, that's going away. And when it does, where do people go? And it's going to be something fundamental. It's going to be foundational. It's going to be um, where you can have ones and zeros in this one place, and I want those ones and zeros. Well, let's give me them ones and zeros put them my computer, and i can listen to them ones and zeros. No, you're not allowed. Or we're going to throttle it, or it's going to be deleted, or you can't get it, or it was gone, or it's been banned and purged and what I, this was not the Internet that we anticipated and wanted when I was a young activist in the early 90s. Before the World Wide Web, the uh, bulletin boards were the Internet. You know, it was amazing how you could ask and get anything, you know, from people that wanted to give it to you. Then came the trolls. And these trolls, they're robot trolls or foreign government trolls or government trolls or troll, 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 trolls. And it's just, this is what I realized. And I think we've talked about this before. But what I realized, it's a gaming thing. They, they need to get your engagement. They want you to keep clicking. Now, for games and video games and so on, you know, I mean, you all right, you know, they want you to keep playing their game. You want to play the game, fine. But they're not manip—they're manipulating you to buy more tokens or something or get more bullets or whatever it is. All right, fine. You, my kids, I load up uh, Angry Birds on my phone to keep my grandkids... Entertained, you know, on a long ride of whatever. And they go, it won't work here. And you go on and you go, oh, it'll cost you another dollar to get five more lives or something. I'm like, oh. So they're manipulating you to spend more money, but they're not manipulating you to change your mind about things or to manipulate you into false um, realizations or untrue facts. And, you know, I'm just going, that. Gaming is where you get these social media guys, and what they do, and I know what's going to come out. You know, this is what we've known for a long time, and I'm sure Frontline will start to emphasize this: is they need the extreme. Oh my goodness, uh, people in your uh, your friends. Let's say you got your 5,000 friends. Well, they're not going to uh, uh, send um, something that you post to everybody. They're they're selecting now. You want to you know send it to more people? You got to pay. And I'm going, okay, you know. Well, who do they send it to? The ones that are the most triggered, that respond, that are the, the, the most active. And a lot of times these aren't even real people. So what they do is they get uh, all amped up and triggered over here on one end of the political spectrum. And that triggers people on the other end of the political spectrum. And they start arguing with each other and get the engagement and the clicks up for their revenue. Now, the vast majority of people are sitting there going, what the hell is going on? I'm not represented. I went a week ago Friday. I went to the Trump rally and uh, because uh, we do the Trump report every week. And I'm like, you know, you're still voting, so I don't care. And he's part of the problem, too. But, you know, I, yeah. it's the people. They genuinely want something different. And a vote for Trump was anti-establishment it was not them as much as a billionaire can be but they you know saw him as not the traditional whatever it was we need something different and they were promised a lot of things and we'll see how that turns out but um when i went to the trump rally and i interviewed people and talked to them you go to declare your independence ernest hancock show page on the top right of freedoms phoenix there and you go back uh the date i think it was um uh, whatever the date of the rally was, a couple of Fridays ago, you'll see the coverage and pictures I took and some interviews and so on. I wrote an article about it. And I, uh, a lot of the guys, the uh, Trump report, Dr. Frank and Tarzan Keith and Tampa Choate, usually they go and report live and we record it and we put up pictures and so on. Well, none of them could make it. They were busy doing different things and out of state. So I go, all right, I'll go. And I called my son, which is 30 years old, and he's all queued up, man. He, he knows what's up. So he brought my nine-year-old daughter, a uh, granddaughter, his daughter, and uh, we went and I hung out with them. I'm there like six hours before it in line, and we got in at the tail end of who got to go inside. Well, um, while I was there and I'm talking to people, I could see what was going on. The extreme, you know, a bullhorn in your face, social media on the left and the right, did not represent these people. And it doesn't represent really trump as much as they would try and make it out to be he was kind of in the middle there going calling bs on the whole thing and fake news and whatever in america well these guys are those people and i think they're a vast majority of people engaged in in politics and care they're the ones calling bs on the whole thing too so i'm going yeah that's what they're having to contend contend with they 've gained this thing so much to have the extreme voices on the left and right screaming at each other that the vast majority of the uh, the rest of America is going i call b s on the whole thing, and that 's what trump re- represents in my mind so um this election cycle i 'm not really sure what 's going to happen you know the r and d thing whatever doesn 't matter because that 's what this mcsally Kirsten cinema thing is about here they are no, let's let 's talk of,
1: about that. Let me get your take on the uh... Cinema, uh, McSally race. How do you see that?
0: Doesn't matter. Okay. Both of them were congressmen that represented here various parts in Arizona, and and uh, military industrial. We need to spend a bunch of money. Complex wants whoever's going to you know uh, ramp it up and spend more money. And cinema, her anti-war is what it was. Just for building the coalition, she's not even anti-war as, than anybody else. She'll do whatever it takes to get her elected and. You know, whatever Israel wants us to do and how much money you need to go bomb people. We saw this in the '06 election when Pelosi won. It was on this all anti-war against Bush thing. And the first thing Nancy Pelosi did as Speaker of the House is usher in a whole bunch of spending and more for Iraq and more money for the complex. So I'm going, yeah, this is, it doesn't matter. What they really are looking for is who they can count on to expand the military. And all that's doing is just amping up, you know, China and Russia, and we're getting into another arms race, and it's going to be a not-so-cold war. And I think in amongst all of this, Trump understands the motivations of China and Russia, and uh, but it gives him an excuse they get to have more goodies, and we're going to have a space force. And we just had uh, an article up uh, earlier this weekend that the BFR, the big Falcon rocket, from uh, Elon Musk and SpaceX, they, it can go anywhere on the planet in less than an hour. I mean, you know, and it lands. You know, I both. saw that. Yeah. Well, they, they want to militarize the crap out of that, man. We, we How many troops can we put in there? <laughs> and it costs only how much? Yeah, baby, we're going to militarize the crap out of that and militarize space. R- Russia's coming out with uh, space-based lasers to take out, you know, blah, 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 <coughs> blah, here we go. You know, so... It, <coughs> what they're dealing with even though they got nationalism in america and against what i think what's happening especially as half the planet that's not even on the internet gets broadband it's going to be people versus and as i'm going we're going to get go through some really bad stuff but i'm hoping for my grandchildren that they're the phoenix is going to rise from the ashes after now how deep those ashes are you know that's a whole nother question
1: Well, let me ask you that, because I do want to ask the question. We're coming up on what I think is a pivotal event. Whether the election has a bearing on it is almost irrelevant, but the midterm election is kind of a marker where the immovable force is meeting the irresistible object. Ernie, what do you see happening? I mean, how bad is it going to get? How deep are those ashes going to go?
0: Um... You know, I don't know. One thing that I always said, I go, it won't happen all at once, but it will happen overnight. And what I mean by that, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm going, it won't happen. You'll see the signs. I mean, we're seeing it now. I mean, we're seeing all this stuff and the repositioning of and, you know, the role of government and how we're going to have to pass this for the, you know, just temporary. It's always temporary because, you know, things are really bad, and we're just going to have to have a strong hand to go fix it for you and all that kind of stuff. And, um but then one day, it's going to be Monday. And it could be tomorrow. It could be this Monday. It's going to be over the weekend. The plunge protection team, you know, is going to be trying to uh, bolster the stock market, and they'll try and keep liquidity. They just did um, – we have an article up there at the top of the page now is, the, you know, the idiots, and it's done by uh, a Sovereign Man is a, a gentleman that we cover. And uh, what a bunch of idiots. You know, Simon Black's up there, and what they did – is they change the uh, credit scores. They're making it to where now a bunch of people can, you know, the FICO scores, even people that don't have a credit history or bad credit history, they're making where they get access to loans and buy houses and, you know, ninja loans are back, you know, no income, no jobs, you know. I, I mean, it's just I, I can see the same thing is happening again because it has to in order for them to sustain this thing for one more election cycle. Well, they made it to this election cycle or pretty damn close. I mean, if it goes tomorrow, it'd probably the vast majority of Americans have already voted early and mail-in voting, which it's got its own problems. See, I don't trust the I don't trust the system. So it doesn't really matter. You know, it's it's just public opinion. Well, the opinion is going to be down to where wallet voting. I got walletvoting.com back in 03 when I first started doing radio because I understood what it what it meant what was going on. Wallet voting, it's where you spend your money that has the most impact. Well, that's why they start coming after supplements and you're being healthy and and the the anti-vaccine movement where people don't want their kids, you know, being dumbed down, literally, you know. So um, once we take back our our bodies and our minds, they lost. They're they're done, you know, but it's how long can they hold that off and how much can they glean from us? It's the biggest bank robbery in human history, I mean by by gazillions. So I see all of this innovation that's happening around the world outside of government control, outside of various jurisdictions, outside in you know developing countries, on islands, out in the ocean, you know Doctor Evil's lair in the volcano island of whatever the heck. I mean you know this is where the changes are coming, and all people are going to have to do is just buy it or keep their income private. They go different uh, secret cryptos or just barter. And the biggest thing is, is they're not going to be able to supply the beast with the revenue that they need. They have, they're collecting right now more money via the IRS than ever before. And they're still going in debt more, and more debt. This is not sustainable. And that which can't continue doesn't. So here we go. I don't know how bad I think. The biggest thing is, is people are just physically going to go hungry. They're not going to be able to afford food, so that's why we started uh here in Arizona. We were the ones that really were pushing the chicken thing. Got chick, 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 chickens. Chick I mean, you know, you need to get some chickens because they're they're easy. And I I had no idea they were that easy. And they you know eat just about anything you throw them, and and uh, they make eggs. So I'm not you know I haven't been harvesting chickens. We tried uh, we did turkeys one Thanksgiving just to say we did, but. You know, that didn't go over well because they're good pets,
1: but, <laughs> but,
0: I, but uh, being able to grow your own freaking food a little bit. We got an aquaponics system, you know, the fish tanks and, you know, a pond out here that we're making use of that. We're just learning these things, but what we did years ago is we started buying seeds. Well, I got a couple of acres here. I could, you know, I could plant some food if I have to, but um, I think it's going to start getting to that. But we've um, accumulated enough food for my wife and I, we'd go five, ten years but I got 11 grandkids and four kids. That, that brings that down, man. <laughs> it won't be that, that long. So I've encouraged uh, my kids to uh, stockpile food. You know, my, my sister and the whole side of my mother's family is Mormon. So I, I you know, uh, my in-laws and my uh, mother's side of the family, they made that, oh, we better have two years worth on. So um, uh, for Christmas, I, I remember one year, a few years ago, I got um, these four for the, my four kids' families, these really nice big um, uh, backpacks, and we packed them with uh, dense foods and uh, uh, first aid equipment, and uh, you know some other stuff. And and of course they're all armed up and everything, so they're good there. But uh, I just wanted them to have some security of you know should things happen, they got some food. So I I think it's going to be the people that took care of themselves are going to be able to, but they're going to have to defend against the people that didn't. And that's my biggest concern. I'm not thinking I'm going to need my guns to, you know, fight off a tyrannical government as much as I'm going to have to fight off a tyrannical, they want my stuff.
1: Well, I think you're right. I've, I've often said, Ernie, that it's, it's not enough to have food and water. You need guns and ammo as well, and you need the support of your neighbors. You've got to have neighbors who are allies, or you'll be fighting them too.
0: You know, there was a, there's a software, an app. And it's called Cell Four One One. There was another one that was called um, Peacekeeper. Or, uh, there's a bunch of these that came out. The one that probably is the most developed right now, Cell Four One One. And what it is is, and the tagline is, because your friends won't shoot you when you're in trouble, or they won't kill your dog, or you know, like that. You call nine one one, and they come in, and somebody's dog's got to die, you know, or they shoot the wrong guy, or something like that. And the way the app works is you set it up to where. It uh, notifies your neighbors, your family, your friends, and then you got different kinds like four buttons. It's a fire, it's intruder, uh, medical emergency, and something else. And uh, you push that button and people come check on you. They know which dog's yours. They know what you look like. They know what your ailments are. They know what you need. And they're there faster and they're there to help instead of, you know, freaking fill out paperwork and draw a chalk line around a dead body and Hopefully it's the bad guys. I mean, you. Know, I don't want it to be you know me or a loved one. So it's the the technology allows for people to be able to create their own infrastructure for aid, and that's what, you know we did. In fact, the when CNN called uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they had to have uh, that one show that I did with Cinema, and you know she's a traitor. All that we'll talk about it, but um, it was an article when I was mentioning you know during. Uh, it was a magazine edition that we had that emphasized what would volunteers do in the event of a catastrophe. In um, the background was the Sandy Hurricane. Well, in there, I was talking about what happened with Katrina and my experience with the government when Charles and I were over at Air America's or token libertarians, you know, freeing their minds. Well, in that article, I mentioned. Kirsten and her mindset as a state legislator and what she was doing and how she was in the way and thought had to go through her instead of people just taking care of themselves and their neighbors. And it was that article that CNN found and had to have that show that I did with her back in 03 that kind of showed the kind of legislator she is. So that's what started this whole thing with McSally and her. But the show I did today on the Progressive Radio, I made sure I got the copy of the whole thing, because I know they're going to, you know, chop it up and do whatever they want to sure. do with it. And I'm going to, yep, see, they did. It. I told them, I said, I know what you're going to do. Go ahead, make my day. But your credibility is going to be crap if you don't tell the truth. Well, their thing is they want to twist it and, to their side and think they're doing something good. But um, it's really the whole thing was about our ability as individuals to help ourselves and our neighbors. And there's always some. You know, FEMA guy with an M16 pointed at you, you're not allowed to go with your bass boat, 600 of you, and go save people on the rooftops. Because that's our job. Oh, really? How you doing that? Well, we can't expect government to save us. And there's going to be uh, the equivalent of people, you know, begging for government cheese and water and feed me and clothe me and help me. And I don't have any money. And I, I don't know where it's going to go. It's going to get bad. And there's not going to be the resources to help. And you think it can't happen, you know, that America won't go the way of Venezuela. And I'm going, oh, yes, it can. You know, every country that has gone down this road of debt, hell, the Roman Empire, you know, went down this way. So I think the American people are going to be okay if you just leave them alone. Within a couple of years, they'll take care of it and figure it out. And we got alternatives with crypto and precious metals and food and, and uh, the knowledge that we've gained in the technology and hell, just watching videos online of how to do whatever the heck, you know, so it's changing. But they like having a collective answer, a, a, a place to go where they can bleed it and they get the information and they get the money and they get the permission slips and, and uh, you know, the licensing and protect their monopolies. And all. I think all that's going away because it has to.
1: I am not so sure because I think what they're going to do is legislate against the alternatives and try to enforce that so? legislation. So? <laughs> well, you just you don't want to be in the wrong place at the wrong time if they're coming after you. Oh, no, no, you.
0: no, 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 no. There's going to be, they're going to make uh, examples out of, you know, people like us, I'm sure. I, there's going to be, somebody's got to be the tip of the spear. Somebody's got to be the poster child for this. But when you got you know, necessity is the mother of you can kiss it I mean there is going to be people that are just going to ignore that And a lot of these people will be those that they count on to enforcement You know it's going to be uh, policemen and firemen And so they're, they know more than most But they're going to be the ones guilty with their pensions And all this municipal how much they're going to rip us off stuff uh, They're not going to be seen as the good guys in this You know here in Arizona we have a, the national chair of the Libertarian Party Is running for mayor of Phoenix Well, there's two city council incumbents running for mayor because the mayor, when Kirsten went to run for the U.S. Senate, that opened up her congressional seat that the mayor of Phoenix went to run for. So now they have the primary as this general election next week. So when they um, have that, that's the primary, and they pick the top two to go to the general in March. Well, the libertarian candidate's a nonpartisan race, but, uh, you know, of course I was advocating him being more radical and more, you know, getting more of attention of what – in he's uh you know playing i'm a you know good politician we're going to do it right way kind of you know we'll see how that works out but if he's one of the top two and the two incumbents split the vote between them and uh he becomes one of the top two going into the general in march that election is nothing but that oh you're gonna see ernie having some fun we're gonna we're we're gonna get involved in that one
1: how would things change if this libertarian was elected
0: I don't know. I, I think the big thing that he's advocating is the, the the budget. You know, his it's unsustainable what they're doing. And uh, so it would be, uh, you know, can we make it work? We will. And then, of course, they'll do to him what they've done to Trump. They'll make the economy go to crap and you won't be able to pay it. They'll, they'll go, see, you can't do this. You need us to keep in debt and you more so we can keep the, the trains running and or the light rail. <laughs> but the um, I, I I I don't think it matters. None of this is... Ma- it's so bad. It doesn't matter. We're fiddling on the Titanic. It, it doesn't matter.
1: I agree. Nobody- I agree. I agree we're fiddling on the Titanic. I totally agree with that. But, Ernie, you look at the other side they're committing suicide the federal reserve is raising interest rates when the inflation rate is low they're killing themselves they're going they're going to crypto in 2020 they've announced that they know the dollar is going to fail they are cutting their nose off despite their face
0: it's all about maintaining the illusion you know, that's why, you know, a lot of libertarians are, you know, all red pilled up and uh, so supportive of The Matrix. I remember when The Matrix first came out, I think it was 95 or something, and there was only two movies that I went and saw right away again. One was Princess Bride, because I knew my nephews would love it. I go, oh, I got to go with them, man. Like, hey, let's go watch some real sword fighting, man. You're going to have some fun. The other one was The Matrix. When I first saw it, and I didn't know what was coming, I just, you know, I you know, look cool, and I go, why? like, whoa, what the hell was that? Did I see what I think I saw? So I went and saw it again, like the next day or that night or something, going, oh, I did, I did, you know? Well, in that whole thing, you go to the second and the third one, I remember um, the, uh, the, Oracle, the the Oracle, the conscience of the machine world, you know, the, uh, the female character in there, and then there was the architect that represented the Matrix itself, you know, the machines, and she was going, look, he, he can't understand. He's just trying to balance the equation. He can't comprehend what's going on, human nature. He can't comprehend that people just, they're trying to wake up. They're taking the red pill. He can't because he's not programmed to. He doesn't, he, and that's what I feel the governments and they, them, those are now. They're just trying to manipulate and turn dials. Every time you're on the news and they talk about a number, you know, the unemployment number or or the trade deficit number or the debt number, or whatever number it is, right behind that is some program to change the number. We need a department of dial turn and number changers. And whenever they do that, you're just going, the free market doesn't work that way. You know, it's organic. It doesn't need a mechanic. It's organic. I mean, you know, so these are arguments that's been going on you know, before we were born, I mean, this has been going on a long time, but it had to play out. And as it's playing out, we I think a lot of people are going to be educated. And, yeah, it's going to get bad. It's going to get real bad. And they're going to try and offer themselves as a solution, and therefore you, why you need us. You know, the quote from uh, the chancellor in V for Vendetta. I want everybody to know why they need us. At some point, people this just, I don't need you. You know, you're, you're just, get out of here. And, um, but it's not just America. It's worldwide. And what's happening in Europe, a lot of the countries are going, yeah, we need to get decentralized again down to uh, a nationalistic view and take care of our own and not be forced to take on all this additional debt and immigration and all this other stuff. And libertarians are, you know, open border of individuals get to do whatever they want and so on. But what happens is when you got nation states, you know, and you have a border, a line, and people go, oh, you're giving out goodies? Well, hell, I, you know, sign me up. Here I come. And that was one thing Leslie Stahl from 60 Minutes when she was interviewing Trump. She was trying to shame him or guilt him into saying, no, I won't separate families. You know, that'd be bad. And what Trump was smart enough, he knew that if he even mentioned that one itty-bitty bit, what they are going to do, is they'd broadcast this all over Latin America, and anybody with a child... Knew that they wouldn't be separated from their children. They would get a, into whatever asylum camp of getting you know three cot you know three meals in a you know uh, in a cot, and they're going. Yep, we're going to America. Well, he wouldn't do that, and they were upset by that because now the people they feel the threat that they'd be separated from their children, or they're not going to be able to make it in, or the military is called out. This uh, caravan is starting to dwindle. But you know, just in time, and that was one thing. James Woods, the actor, did a tweet, and he said, "These guys are two thousand miles away, but I guarantee, at twenty miles a day, they're walking. It take a months to get, but I guarantee, by election time, they're going to be up on the border. They're going to make it." <laughs> then we find out that there's a trucking companies from all over the world, including American trucking companies, that are shipping them, getting them up to the border for the visual. And it's so. I'm. What are they going to get? What if they were you know, sponsored by someone, you know, I got a job for you, you wanna get a job, you gotta work, you can come I I'm not that worried about immigrants into this country. What I'm worried about is an invasion.
1: There you go. And it's an invasion I, ISIS, of a philosophy. You know, but it's also ISIS, MS thirteen and the chaos that'll come with the bad people coming into the country.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's there's a lot to be said for that. You know, I'm I you know it's it's getting down to where you and you'll see that a lot of libertarian leaders are uh, emphasizing, yeah, we got to protect the border here for, it's not so much, I I give them this, the um, libertarian philosophy is, uh, you know, down to the individual. And and if an individual we had with the uh, ranchers on the border, the Minutemen, we were involved in that. I went down to the border, I did stories on it, took video, all that kind of stuff. And it was, our position was if you had property on the border and people are coming over the fence onto your property are you allowed to defend against that if it was from the u.s side coming onto your property you're certainly within your rights to do it but if it was coming from the fence on the mexican border you weren't and then the border patrol weren't doing anything about it i'm like how jacked up is this you can't yeah. even rep- you can't even protect your own property from a foreign invasion you could do it from somebody, you know, that was invading you on the north of your your fence line. But I, I'm going, this is just, there's something else going on here. And there is. It's just a, an invasion of philosophy. It's uh, yeah. uh, people that are uh, dependent on the system, that they want to get them the vote. That's what's happening in California. And they want to secede. And I'm like, peace out. I don't care, you know. I think we all should be. I think we should be able to secede down to the individual. How about that? But the... Um, so it, all this has to play out, and the Declaration of Independence made it very clear: the only purpose of government is the defense of individual rights. When it doesn't do that, it's time to alter, or abolish. That's why my show is "Declare Your Independence." And, and Ernie, Ernie, it,
1: I got to stop it right there, and it's a good place to end. We are out of time, my friend, but I want you to tell people how to listen to your show. This has been fascinating, but uh, your you Monday to, through Friday, go ahead.
0: We're nine to noon Eastern. You know, broadcast all, you know, various different networks and around and whatever. But you can get the, on the top right of freedomsphoenix.com, you'll see Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. You click in there, and all our shows are archived there, all the videos, all the uh, MP3s, so you can get the whole thing. and. We uh, live stream live video on the top left, right below the bird there. You'll see when you log in when the show is live in the morning, you just click that and you can watch it and listen to all the conversation with the guests and the breaks and everything. I'm I'm, I'm glad you're there, Dave. I mean, it's good to have you there, but I'm telling you, it's going to get really, really, really bad. Oh, I know. I know, my friend. People just need to survive it. I don't need to... You know, beat these guys. I just need to outlive them. I mean, you know, that's my goal.
1: That's the Viet Cong strategy, just outlast them. Ernie Hancock, Freedom's Phoenix, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. It's great stuff. Ernie, thanks so much for joining us.